Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering, why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. To grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions. And to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hello, friends. I am super excited today. I have a very special guest with me, and we are going to talk all about burnout and how what you see online is not necessarily what you can do to prevent or overcome burnout. Sometimes we have to go back to the basics. And my guest today is going to help us dive into how we can do that eloquently, I guess, and really remove the burnout and the risk of burnout going forward as well. So without further ado, Allison DeMasso, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Oh, thank you for having me here today, Robin. I appreciate it. We're going to have a great conversation. Yes, absolutely. So Allison, you are a life strategist and wellness leader. And I love those phrases together. I think that life is so overwhelming. And when we're talking about burnout, how easy is it for us to fall into that trap, that rut of negative self-talk and then work, 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 and think we have to do everything just right. And then all of a sudden everything's crashing down on us because we just can't take one more action step. (laughs) or we're going to just collapse. So I'm super excited to talk about all of this, but before we dive in, will you please tell the listeners a little bit more about you and what you do and how you got to where you are in your journey today? Sure. So I like to say I'm in the business of inspiration and transformation and self-leadership. I, under Raising Beauty, I help powerful people simply reach a whole new level of success in their life and doing that by helping them recover from the symptoms of burnout and turning it into bold, beautiful, meaning-filled living that truly just simply lights their world. And the way that I work with clients, the very first thing that I tell them is we are going to turn you into the CEO of your life. So often we are zoomed in on how to progress our careers And the truth is our career is just simply one piece of our life. So I work with people to help them become CEOs of their life. And we do that together by digging back into what they actually dream for themselves, what their greatest strengths are, what their highest purpose is. And then we become detectives together by uncovering those little lies that you just mentioned in your introduction, but those little lies, those limitations that we put on ourselves that prevent us from moving where we want to go. And then finally, we practice tools together that they hold on to for a lifetime that will help them build the courage and the trust to kind of stay the course to leading an entirely different lifestyle. 
Mm, I love that. That sounds so wonderful and so graceful, really, you know, to have someone hold your hand through something like life in general, I think is such a gift. So it's beautiful that you're doing this for people. And I love the concept of CEO of your life, because how many times do we take on everything? And if we're taking on everything, we can't make the decisions to expand and move forward. So I love that concept. So let's talk about burnout. Let's talk about what are the symptoms? How can people identify that they are approaching burnout? And I'm going to kind of let you direct the conversation a little bit, because when we're talking about it, does it make sense to start with the symptoms of burnout or does it make more sense to start with something else? Yeah. I mean, well, here's a, here's a little story that kind of puts it together, and I'll share my own. I was 41 years old. I was a rising executive in a major corporation, and I was leading the success formula that we're all taught in life of perseverance, resilience, hard work, determination, perfection, never take no for an answer, failure's not an option. And that had led me well to a certain point. It started to fail when life just started setting in. Divorce, loss of life of a close friend, illness, motherhood, you name it. The stressors just kept piling on. And that formula that I was living by just was not enough to sustain, quite honestly. It was the wrong lifestyle and not a sustainable one. And the truth is, when you are burnt out, you don't even know that you're burnt out. Most people don't even realize they're burnt out. And I certainly didn't because everywhere I looked, this was the formula people were living by and they seemed to be succeeding. And so what was wrong with me that I wasn't keeping up? And so I just pushed myself a little bit further. So when people are burnt out, the first thing they need to ask themselves is, am I waking up every day feeling apathetic? That is a big sign of burning out doesn't matter. Can't seem to get ahead. I'm working so hard. I'm only taking, I only feel like I'm moving inches. Nothing goes my way. I have a black cloud over my head. So this type of sentiment, exhaustion, for sure. There's a difference between being tired and being exhausted. And exhausted is when you can barely just get yourself out of bed. Or by the time four o'clock hits in the afternoon, or by the time you know, your head hits the pillow, you're just crashing. I mean, this is a level of exhaustion. Recurring illnesses, those pesky colds. A lot of times we see issues in our gut health. Autoimmune disease starts surfacing. Stress causes illness and disease in the body. Mm-hmm. You see emotional flare-ups more often. So people are triggered very easily, whether it be through anger or pride or guilt, or it could be shame or embarrassment, but there's an emotional trigger that starts to take place. These are all beginning signs that you're burning out. And so there's a difference between being stressed and being burnt out. Stress is for a short period of time. We stretch ourselves. We know we're pushing beyond our limits for a period of time. And then we come back to center. We regroup and we might do it again. Burnout is when you have a prolonged period of excessive stress that just doesn't seem to end. And so it stays consistently up here over a period of time. And what happens is our bodies acclimate to that level of stress. And that's why people continue to live at this level 
on this one trajectory, on this one lane, this one path, not ever realizing that they're actually burning themselves out. You know, I can see how this happens so easily because we just do. And I had, um, it was Nicole Leno, she was on and we talked a little bit about feminine energy versus masculine energy and how as women, we're doers and, you know, that's the masculine energy. And if we get into that mode of just constantly doing, and we don't step back and be, and be in the moment and be in the present and take that time for ourselves to recognize that we have to step away in order to move forward sometimes. And I think we often as women forget to do that. We forget to be in the moment and look at our own needs and say, you know what, this is not sustainable anymore. Yeah, I love that you bring that up, feminine, masculine, masculine energy, and it really has nothing to do with gender, but more about the quality of energy. Right. And all human beings need both. Mm-hmm. So yes, we are in a society that just rewards constant output, constant productivity. And so we're conditioned from a very young age to sustain that for success. And what we fail to recognize is that that quote unquote downtime or quiet time, reflective time, re-energizing time is actually active time. It's not lazy. It's not procrastination. It's necessary. It's entirely necessary to drive creativity, to reflect and learn and grow. Even when our body sleeps is when our body grows the most. It regenerates itself. Mm -hmm. We need that during the day as well, built into our schedules. If we're on a constant, I mean, if you think about um, when you're in the hospital and you're seeing the heartbeat, what happens when the monitor goes flat? Yeah, you're in trouble. Right? We're in (laughs) trouble. We're in trouble. But yet we are on a professional level and even in a personal level, we're constantly living like this, just on a constant go. Yeah, absolutely. And listeners, you can't see her hand motions, but she's making like literally a straight line across the screen that is like high up. So we're living in that space of super intense, high energy, doing, doing, doing versus peaks and valleys where we give ourselves that time to, to rest, sit with ourselves, um, do that self care that we often forget to implement in our daily lives. So, okay. Now we know what to look for. If we are starting to feel beyond exhausted, symptoms in our bodies are telling us that we need to wake up and realize we need to stop for a little while and catch up and take care of ourselves and and, and navigate those symptoms. But I have a feeling, and I'm pretty sure I'm right, but correct me if I'm wrong, once we take that step back, those symptoms are going to abate. Well, a few things start to happen. I mean, if we have been, there's a lot of detox that actually happens when you finally do wake up to that moment and decide to take a step back. It's not as easy as putting your phone down and carving out that time and creating space for yourself. Um, If that were the case, we would all be doing it. We know theoretically what we need to do for ourselves. There's a reason why we're not doing it for ourselves. And we'll get into that in a minute. But the truth is, when you do start taking steps to reverse the way you're leading your life, there is a lot of detox that starts to happen. For instance, have you ever been 
getting yourself ready for a vacation and you know you're trying to cross your T's and dot your I's and get everything organized, buttoned up the whole nine yards before you're about to leave for that vacation, it takes you about a day and a half to unwind once you get on vacation. And then by the time you come home from vacation, you might've even caught a cold. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? I'll bet you, I'll bet you we have some nodding heads, right? Absolutely. I mean, I know I have, especially with three kids, like, and you know, a dog that you have to make sure is someplace safe and absolutely you come home and you need a vacation and you need a vacation. (laughs) So that's my point. Even just taking a step back, which you would imagine a vacation helps you do to replenish a lot of times that space you're giving your body, let your body, let its guard down. And that's where you start to feel a lot of emotion, a lot of physical uneasiness going on inside of your body. So it's not as simple and it creates a lot of confusion, a lot of friction, tension going on. And it requires a lot of commitment to just stay the course. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, it helps to have the right, what I call board of directors in your court when you are making a shift in your life like this whether that be medical help, therapeutic help, coaching, physical fitness trainers, et cetera, just helping to steer you on that course. Yeah, I love that because we aren't meant to do it on our own. And if we do reach that point, we really do have to bring in the troops, so to speak, to help guide us because especially with those physical symptoms, if it's, if you're having GI symptoms, gastrointestinal symptoms, then you need to understand what's happening. I know, I know for me, and you know, I've always struggled with anxiety and my stomach tells me, I always know when I need to back up because my stomach, it tells me, and it sounds so strange, but it's the exact same feeling every single time. And so I think if you can start paying attention to your body And noticing like as you're doing things and, you know, just kind of pay attention to how your body is responding to the activities you're doing, the levels of stress in your life. And then it'll give you those signals to, to say, Hey, Hey, enough. I need a break. (laughs) Yeah. You bring up such an important point because we are a nation that is just constantly in execution mode and go mode it numbs us. It's numbing. We don't notice our emotions. We're not aware of what we're actually feeling, both mentally, emotionally, or physically. And we're just brushing any symptoms or any communication coming from our body. We sweep it under the carpet. We disregard it. We minimize it. And we just keep plowing forward. But the moment that you start to sink into your body, listen to your own intuition listen to your physical body, just get present with knowing your body again, becoming best friends with your body. There's so much information that our body is communicating to us on a daily basis that can steer us in the right direction. It's actually one of the first things I help clients do when we work together is just getting them comfortable in their bodies again and Mm -hmm. trusting their bodies. Yeah. And even if you give yourself, you know, 10 minutes a day, to just sit with your body and be content and breathe, maybe meditate. If you have a meditation practice, I think a lot of people who reach burnout don't have a meditation practice, but if you can just learn to sit with yourself for 10 minutes a day, you'll start to connect with your body, right? Like really understand like, okay, this is how I feel at rest. 
Now let's see how I feel when I'm on full go and I have deadlines and all of those kind of things on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. And really it only takes five, 10 minutes a day to do that. And I know sometimes meditation feels a little intimidating to people, people who have not stepped into it. And merely what you can do is just simply be still and breathe, pay -hmm. attention to your own breath and do a body scan. Just start with your toes and just notice or observe how do my feet feel, my ankles, and work your way up all the way through to your head, your extremities. And just being present in your body for a few minutes does a few things. It clears your mind, number one. That allows more creative thinking to come in because it silences for a moment all of the recurring thoughts, right? But the other thing that it does, it allows you to become more acquainted with your body. So you start to see patterns. Do I feel discomfort in my chest continuously? Am I feeling discomfort in my abdomen, in my back, in my shoulders, my jaw? Um, What feels peaceful to me right now? And then you start to notice how you're feeling in that moment versus other moments. And then you start to understand some of the triggers or the ways that your body is trying to communicate to you. And this is how over time, you just build a little bit of a relationship with yourself again. Yeah. And I think it's important to note here too, because I think, you know, especially if we are living in this rat race of life, we think we don't have time to do this. But if you can just set that time aside first thing in the morning or at night before you go to bed, I think it even helps you sleep better or it helps you face the day better. I know for me, when I started incorporating meditation, journaling practices, and all of those things and giving myself that time in the mornings and in the evenings, it really made a huge difference for me, for my energy level throughout the day, but also clear thinking and ability to focus and my creativity too. So I think that that's a great, great way for people to start, right? Yeah, for sure. And all it takes really is a five minute change to how you're leading yourself during the day. And tack it on to something you auto, that's already automatic for you. If you drink coffee or tea in the morning, tack that on for five minutes to that moment in time, and it becomes part of a ritual now. And just doing that consistently, you all of a sudden create a new or better habits for yourself that just lead you in a different direction. So yeah. Yeah, I love changes. that. And sometimes it's hard to take that first step, but once you take that first step, things do move more quickly and you adapt readily and it becomes second nature. It it becomes easy. So I encourage everybody to just take those, start with five minutes and then graduate to 10. Maybe you'll even get up to 15 or 30 minutes a day, but at least start with those five minutes to just catch yourself and be in the moment and recognize what's happening within your own self. Because I think that we lose that. We lose that sense of self so easily when we're not in tune to what's going on internally. Okay. So Allison, let's talk about now. Okay. We know we we've recognized the symptoms. We are going to sit with ourselves a little bit. What else do we need to do? Like if we are already in the state of burnout, what happens? Is there hope? Can we overcome this? Can we bounce back from this state of I guess, complete disarray in our life. Yes, there is for sure. Burning out and the point of getting to a place of burnout has happened over time. So it doesn't happen overnight. And there are deep things going on inside of individuals who find themselves in this place. 
you know, we associate burnout to being overworked and, and oftentimes we associate it to the workplace and the workload. The truth is you can burn out at any age. Students burn out. You could be retired and be burning out. Entrepreneurs burn out. College students burn out. Children burn out. Burnout happens when it's the perfect storm of the individual working in a particular environment or living in a particular environment. This is what creates it, having a lack of clarity. So if you are constantly experiencing stress in a situation or environment that's ambiguous or unclear, that create that amplifies the stress, right? Your own ability to regulate negative emotions or understand your emotions. When your emotions are leading you and feel out of control, that amplifies stress. A lot of times people have a perceived lack of control over their lives or permission to choose something for themselves. So often I have clients come to me and the very first thing that they say is, well, I can't just go ahead and do whatever I want. I have bills to pay, I have a family to raise. People show up with the perceived lack of authority in their life. This amplifies stress. Um, We talked about the extreme exertion, execution, the always on, the productivity with very little time for replenishment. A lot of times people are working really hard and they have no meaning or purpose to align themselves with or to ground themselves with in their life. So that lack of purpose Leaves can oftentimes leave a person spinning. Being disengaged from your whole self. We just talked, we just spent some time talking about how to re-engage yourself with your own body. We are leading, racing through this life, and we're not even connected to our holistic selves and what we're feeling. And beyond that, half the time we're not even paying attention to our own inner wisdom and intuition. We have all the answers inside of us. The power is truly within. So When we talk about, or when you see tactics online, put your phone down, carve out 20 minutes for yourself, breathe for 10 minutes. If you're not addressing those things that I just rattled off, it's nearly impossible to reverse it on your own. And so digging in to all of that, I think the very first thing to help people understand or just connect with is this belief that you have control over yourself. You have authority over your own life. And the reason why your environment looks the way it does has a lot to do with the beliefs that you carry for yourself, for your life, for success, for a variety of different things. And we form these beliefs over time through all the experiences that we go through. Some of them are built into our DNA, but just Shining a light on what we actually believe allows us to see how it has served us until this point and how it's starting to hurt us and how we can rewrite it. So I'll give you an example of that. I was working with a client and she had a belief that a joyful life was meant for lazy people. Oh my goodness. Can you even? A joyful life was meant for lazy people. So imagine, yes, she was highly accomplished in her career because this woman hustles. She never rests. She was lacking any bit of happiness in her life because she was consumed with just doing, achieving, progressing, getting ahead. And so when we sat together 
and helped rewrite that, she started to see it for herself, see what she was doing to herself because of that, and started to step through life a little bit differently and make some different choices. When you can see or shine a light on the truth, what's going on inside of you, it gives you all the motivation in the world to do something differently. If you don't mind, I'll share the way to get to those beliefs. It's super simple. All you have to do is pay attention to your triggers. Whenever you're triggered, if you're angry, if something triggers you and makes you feel ashamed or embarrassed or filled with pride, that is your body's way of showing you or signaling to you're holding on to something that you need to look at. And all you do is just ask yourself why. That's it. Just get curious with it. Wow. Why did I react that way? And when your body answers you, your mind answers you, and why is that? And why is that? And you keep asking it until you hit a nerve. And you know you've hit a nerve when the emotion just wells up inside of you and sometimes might even bring you to tears. But you'll feel it. And that is a belief that's limiting you, that you're holding on to, that you have an opportunity to shine a light on and thank it for the job it's done to bring you where you are today. And then also take a good look at where it's limiting you now from where you want to go and you get to rewrite it. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is a powerful exercise. I mean, who hasn't experienced that when, you know, something happens, like maybe you drop a glass of milk or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's like, it's this huge deal and it's really not a big deal at all, but something inside of us has been triggered. I love that exercise. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I will make sure that that is very detailed in the show notes. So listeners, if you want to follow yeah. Allison's instructions there, I will uh, make sure all of that's in the show notes so you yeah, can go back and reference great. it. Yeah. That's fabulous. Allison, this has been great. So we've kind of journeyed through like how to recognize when we're approaching burnout or when burnout has hit, recognizing our need for knowing ourselves, sitting with ourselves being instead of doing at least for short periods of time during the day, getting enough rest, and then how to tap into those negative thoughts and beliefs that are causing us to push ahead and push ahead without giving ourselves the grace of rest and even positive thinking. So this has been fabulous. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, I would love for you to tell the listeners how they can continue the conversation with you, learn more from you, maybe even hire you. So how can they find you and connect with you? Absolutely. Listen, my favorite thing is having powerful conversations with people. So I invite any listener who is tuned in to simply email me, Allison at raisingbeauty.com. Whether you wish to connect, whether you wish to collaborate, whether you wish to hire me as a coach, I am here for you. And let's have a conversation that could potentially change your life. Uh, That's so nice. I love that. That human connection can make such a difference for people. So that's beautiful that you offer that and graciously give your email address out. That's awesome. Listeners, if you have stayed to the end, I appreciate you so much. I think there was so much value here. If you know anyone else who could potentially be struggling with burnout or is just saying they're exhausted and they're struggling with organizing their time and really being in tune with themselves and their bodies, 
share this episode with them, spread the love, share the, share the wisdom that Allison so graciously shared with us today. So thank you listeners for being here. And if you would, please, I would be so grateful if you would leave a rating and review. If you found this information helpful, that is how we grow and how more people find out about the show and are able to listen to such great tips like what Allison just gave us today. So thanks everybody and have a great week. And that's a wrap friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget, on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.